Welcome to the North Hills Podcast, where we're going to take a deeper dive into unique content created just for you. My name is Tim Wadsworth. I'm the Director of Student Ministries here at North Hills, and this is Episode 5 of the North Hills Podcast, where I have two of the coolest guys in studio uh, today, and I want them to introduce themselves because they're so awesome. I just want to be quiet and hear from you. But before we jump into our topic and the ministry we want to cover... Introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do here? What are you all about? Sure. Yeah, I am Nathan, and I'm the director of mobilization here at North Hills Church. So basically all that means is I'm over outreach and trying to mobilize our people to be in the community, and then short-term missions, trying to mobilize people to be overseas serving. Yeah. What what kind of, uh, what short-terms per se are you over? Because there's a lot. Yeah. So all of them. So Columbia. uh, Yeah. Slovenia, Colombia, South Carolina. Yes, yeah. close. Yeah, Cali, Colombia, Cali, Colombia, South America. South America. Yeah. yeah, so all the trips that you would hear about in the summer uh, yeah. that falls into my category. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Okay, and then we got my man sitting far to my left. Who are you? What are you all about? Yeah, I'm Cam Hill, um, and I'm a pastor at Summit Church and the director of Elias, which is a ministry of the Lead Collective. Oh, so good. Okay, so a little background real quick. Uh, I think our listeners and our viewers are going to really appreciate the guy who started Summit Church, which you guys have multiple campuses all over the upstate. That's right. How many? Five. Five. His name is Jason Malone, who was my youth pastor growing up at Southside, which is now called Fellowship Greenville. Uh And you're specifically over the Cherrydale campus? Yeah. Okay, and then the first time we met was in 2010 when you were a counselor at Woodlands Camp in Georgia. That's Back right. in 2010. Which was also the first time I met Jason, which is ultimately how I ended up in South Carolina. Well, you're welcome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. So, um, okay, let's jump in with three basic questions that I think would be really helpful just to get this going as we cover the ministry of Elias. Okay, so first, wh- what's in the name? What is it all about? Uh, how did it start? What's the mission? What do you do? Yeah, great question. So the name uh, is Greek. It's Elias. It means mercy. And um, that's really born out of the reality that when we started the ministry, we didn't know exactly what we were going to do, but we knew how we wanted to do everything that we were going to do. Yeah. So we wanted to love people in a sacrificial and costly way. Um, It started almost four years ago. So my wife and I moved into Nickeltown about seven years ago. And, you know, throughout our time in the neighborhood, uh, spent about three years kind of listening and partnering with different organizations and Mm -hmm. ministries in the community. And we're just asking the question, what is already here? What is God already up to? Hmm. And what needs still exist? And how can we kind of help fill in the gaps? Love it. So when we started the ministry, it was largely born out of that. We had talked to a few different community centers and said, hey, what needs exist here? And they said, you know, there are a lot of programs for seniors, um, senior adults, and there are programs for elementary age kids and even zero to four year olds. But there really isn't anything for middle and high school students. So we said, okay, we'll start with an open gym and go from there. Sweet. Okay, so two follow-up questions. Yep. Where is Nickeltown? Yeah, it's in uh, the city of Greenville, and it kind of sits behind Cleveland Park. 
Okay, so this is really close to downtown Greenville. Yeah. And then when you say open gym, like where were you finding this gym? Yeah, so that was at the Phyllis Wheatley Community Center, and it was a partnership with them. They had a gym, and they had a bunch of students that were in and out of there, but um, just because of a, a lack of funding at the time, they didn't have resources to provide the programming. Uh, so we said, hey, we'll structure the entire thing. Um, we'll have our own insurance, our own volunteer team. Wow. It'll be plug and play. We'll come in and provide an open gym program for you at no cost we'll wow. just use the gym okay so that's amazing so it seems god put a burden on your heart doors were opening the execution was starting the ball is rolling how does elias and north hills yeah collide that's a great question so um it was actually molly kaminsky uh, who's oh, a yeah yeah so. my old admin Okay. And my old admin. Yeah. Love that. So staff member uh, at North Hills, and she she's was a awesome. volunteer with us, and she's a great basketball player. Yeah. So she was playing basketball Is with she? us at Open Gym and um, got us connected to North Hills, and um, we ended up, this was probably a year ago, we had um, a need arise with our building. So we have a co-op, which is where uh, we had just renovated it. We're doing some after-school tutoring, and um, the building owner was selling the building. So um, he reached out to us first. He said, you know, listen, I love what you guys are doing. Um, I don't want us to sell this and for y'all to end up getting pushed out. So before I put it on the market, I'll offer it to y'all. Whoa. Um, yeah, but it wasn't cheap. So was that like an incredible opportunity or like a scary one that you didn't know how to make happen? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was all of those things. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, a sweet opportunity. Anytime you can possibly purchase a building and secure a location, but it was so abrupt and it was just such a large amount um, for us, just based on the nature of our ministry, we had largely been a mobile ministry that had operated in different facilities. Wow. So we'd never owned, you know, our own space. Sure. So um, it was a sweet opportunity, but it was very much a it was one of those things where God either had to be in it or yes. it wasn't going to happen. It's almost like a good problem. Yeah. Okay. So that almost kind of begs the question, like, let's dive into the story of this problem that NHC maybe helped with. Yes, for sure. Per se. And then maybe Nate, you can talk into that a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. So, um, we started fundraising, um, and we only had a matter of months, like three or four months to raise money to try and purchase this building. Do you mind me asking how much you had to raise in four months? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't mind at all. Um, so the building cost, the total cost of the building was $400,000. <laughs> and, and you had like $9 in your <laughs> bank account? Yeah, I mean, essentially. Oh. Yeah, that's it. I was at that point. I think we were a completely volunteer-led ministry. Yeah. So it, if we had any staff, it would have been very part. Like we might have had one person who was on 15 hours a week. Yes. And like it wasn't stipend. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So our operating budget was really low, and we just we just didn't have a huge budget. Yeah. And so it was essentially nine dollars in the bank and yeah. four hundred thousand to go. And wow. Yeah, so... So we, fundraising. Fundraising. Campaigning. Yes. Um, so, Walk us through that. What was that experience like? <laughs> it was something. Um, yeah. There was a time... So uh, to make a long story short, we God was incredibly kind and generous to us, and we ended up raising about $130,000 um, within a matter of a month and a half. Now, wow. a part of this, we launched a fundraising campaign, and then 
the next day I went to China for two weeks uh, with our church. Wow. And so it was just bad timing all around. <laughs> um, so I'm completely removed, have no idea. I get back. Um, I don't think we had raised a dollar. And I was just, I was really discouraged. Mm. Um, the Lord is kind and gracious throughout the next, you know, coming weeks. And we end up raising $130,000. And Whoa. so we look back on that. It's more money than we've ever raised before. And it's clearly God at work in that. Yeah. And yet I'm still talking to lending uh, lenders and yeah. um, to the building owner and timeline. And Which these are all probably things that you are not good at. That's a, is that <laughs> fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you know what you're good at, but now you're having to do all these things. We're talking to banks and doing fundraising and all this stuff that probably got you out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Oof. Yeah. Uh, beyond my comfort. I mean, it was, I was, I remember making calls to people and just saying it was a sweet time to be dependent upon the Lord and yeah. humble before the church. So wow. going to people who are members of your church and saying, Hey, you have more experience in this than I do. I've got a lot of questions. Could you help me along in this process? This just isn't my sweet spot. Yeah. And it was a reminder that this is a collective effort uh, yep. from the bride of Christ. And so hmm. it was a sweet opportunity to be dependent. But um, there was a time where we had $130,000 that we had raised. I'm looking back on that. It's clear evidence of the faithfulness of God. Yep. And yet there is still so much more to go. <laughs> And um, I talked to the building owner about timeline. I talked to potential lenders and they've said, listen, you've got a massive amount for a down payment, but you're a young organization. You don't have a ton of assets or resources. Yeah. Like, I don't know that anybody's going to give you a loan for what you need. Ooh. And I remember after those conversations going to bed one night and I looked over at my wife and I said, I, th I think I'm going to have to pull the plug on this. Mm. I think I'm going to email our directors on Thursday. And then I'm going to have to write everyone who's given to this campaign and let them know we're going to have to send them their money back. And wow. we're, we really appreciate their generosity, but this just wasn't what the Lord wanted for us. Yeah, That's on a Monday. Well, within a matter of days, the Lord provided $70,000 for us Whoa. that brought us to $200,000. So I'm not going to uh, name specific names or dollar yeah. amounts, but uh, North Hills was a part of that 70 grand at the Ooh. very end of our, um, giving campaign. Yeah, and wow. the way it happened, um, I remember having a conversation with the elders at a, at an elder meeting, our elders, your elders, okay. um, they called me and, um, they said, Hey, we want to be a part of this. Here's how, you know, what we're willing uh, to give to be a part of this. And uh, unbelievably gracious, your elders prayed for me over the phone. Mm. We, uh, at the time, were in the middle of kinship care with a girl who had been a part of the ministry. We were fostering her for a year, had a really difficult week with her. So we, I just personally have a lot going on. Uh, elders at that meeting praying specifically for me and my mm. family about that situation along right with, on. I mean, just everything. So they were just an incredible encouragement to me. And the next day, uh, I get an email from the building owner who said, Hey, I've worked out lending for you. And Whoa. I figured out an, a, a way, um, for us to provide, uh, yeah, the mortgage for this. Whoa. If you can raise X amount. Um, he said, I need you to raise $200,000. And we had not eight hours before what? just secured $200,000. That's awesome. So oh, I just got shivers <laughs> hearing that. So Nate, walk us through kind of the back end. Like how did North Hills even hear about this? What kind of put it on y'all's radar to be proactive and to do this for Cam and Elias in this ministry? Sure. So uh, Cam and I would meet what... 
once a month or something yeah. at uh, our favorite place, Dolly Sandra's Pizza. Right. Oh yeah, and mm. uh, and just catch up on things, see how we can better serve them, uh, and you know as as a staff member, you know Cam has equipped us to better care for places like Nickeltown through taking us on tours and coming yeah. and speaking to us. That was super cool, by the way. And for those listening and watching, last Christmas, we took the two North Hills buses and Cam kind of gave us like an in-depth, tangible tour through Nickeltown and kind of where you spend your days. Yeah. And it, for all of us that live in Greenville, like sometimes we forget this area exists and they're mm. even on the map. And it was just so humbling just to go five minutes outside where my favorite restaurants are and where I'm always going. And there's this other world. And uh, it kind of took my breath away. I was so Mm. appreciative of that tour. I wish everyone could be able to do that, especially with Cam. (laughs) That was super cool. So, okay, lunches, your meeting. So we had lunches, meeting, uh, just how can we serve you better? And uh, that's about the same time, I guess, that the campaign started and Cam was just working with me through, uh, you know, these are kind of the details. This is how much we have to raise. And I had the same reaction you did of, whoa, like that seems impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through several conversations, I went to uh, a few of the elders and just said, this is a need uh, that Cam and them have, and this is what it's going to provide for the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you think it's something we can present to the elders to just see what, where that would go, where God would lead? Love it. Uh, and, and that progressed into it coming up in a meeting, them calling him and cam covered, you know, the rest of that, that story. So So good. Okay. With our remaining time, that story was incredible. Is there anything Mm. else that you think, man, this would be cool to share, um, or, or just kind of talk about God's faithfulness or whatever specific story that you want to share about Elias, uh, particularly maybe in your own heart, what's going on in nickel town? Like what's something you can share to the listener to say, look at what God's doing Mm -hmm. over here. Yeah. Um, I think when you want to, especially for a ministry like Elias, if you were to try and quantify what we're doing, you would have to do it through story, um, just because yeah. it captures the the long journey that people take in relationship with other people um, that God uses to transform uh, mm. individual lives. But then you begin to see the ripple effect of that. Yeah. And so I'm not going to um, use names, but there's a, a family that we got connected to through a particular student. And this student uh, would would just actually wait out for the bus outside of our house. And Mm -hmm. um, my wife one day went outside and invited her to come to the lead project, which is Mm -hmm. it's a discipleship uh, like program. We say program, but it's as students, they come over to our house every Wednesday. We cook dinner together, and yeah. then we talk about life and leadership. And I what like it, what Jesus did. I don't yeah, know, he didn't really similar, call it a yeah. program, but <laughs> that's right. almost just imitating Jesus. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's the idea, is that it would just be a place where we can develop relationships. And um, the relationship with that girl led to her inviting her older brother, who was 17 at the time. And I remember us having a conversation at one point where we're just reading through uh, Psalm 73. And we're talking about times when it's easy to look at people who are doing all the wrong things but seem to be reaping all of the right things Mm. as a result (laughs) and um, how we can sometimes like envy them. And Mm. uh, I remember that 17-year-old saying, yeah, like I have a daily wrestle with opportunities to sell drugs, Mm -hmm. um, or not to. And sometimes I do, 
and it seems to be giving me the things that I actually want. But when I don't, I don't seem to get the the benefits that I actually want. And so just having really honest conversations in our living room from the scriptures. And I can honestly tell you, I've never read Psalm 73 and had that application on my life, you know? And so it's cool to be able to hear this from someone else, but that relationship, um, ends up leading us to have a deeper relationship with that entire family where, um, I mean, multiple trips into the hospital, uh, with Hmm. that young girl who had attempted to take her life. Hmm. And, um, the young man, uh, a few months later was shot six times in the legs, uh, in a drive-by shooting and, um, survived it, but has been in the hospital multiple times. And you have these traumatic events that take place and all of a sudden it becomes this platform whereby you see what kind of a relationship you actually have with that family. When you get a phone call and you're the person that they're looking to, can you take me to the hospital? Can we go meet with my daughter? Yeah. And, um, eventually the mom, um, of that, family. She got connected to a Christian counselor that we know. And Hmm. through that relationship, uh, put her faith in Jesus and was later baptized at our church. Um, still goes to church with us. She comes over. We have a a community group in the neighborhood. We call it neighbor nights. Nice. My wife named it. And I was like, there's no way we're calling it that. She's like, no, there is. So (laughs) wife wife has spoken. (laughs) Right. So it's neighbor nights forever. Yeah. Um, and it's just a community with people in our neighborhood and she comes over, uh, and it's, it's a fantastic time. we're still really, really close with them. And it's one of those things where it's hard to quantify that. Like if you were to say, okay, now what, um, markers of success do you have in that family? It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, it obviously, uh, their mother coming to faith in Christ is this like tangible thing that's incredible and you can, what it's all about. Right. Absolutely. And you can see that. Um, but the Lord has been at work in other ways, um, that are a little harder to put your finger on, but it doesn't mean that they don't exist. So, so here's what I love. And maybe you can even talk more into this too. Like Cam, what I appreciate what you're doing is this isn't a nine to five. Like what you're doing is you moved there you don't just like live right. in Simpsonville and then drive into Nickel Town and then go back to Simpsonville. Like you are living in Nickel Town. You moved, your house is there. Your doors are open. Yeah. You know, and so like that almost kind of convicts me, you know, living in this side of ministry where it can be so nine to five and after five o'clock, it's like me time, you know, and, and it's not that way. Like to, to have our doors open, invite people in, let them see how you love your wife, mm-hmm. not just talk about love, but how you love your family well, how you go about your business, let people kind of see a firsthand look into Cam's life. And so for you to live out the gospel that way, I really admire that in you and mm. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I, and I'm excited to kind of see where that, where that goes. Uh, Nate, anything you want to add to that? I'll just say that like seeing, you know, Cam running Elias and just that ministry and how it started like that, it really is like an example of what we want our people yes. to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like as the director of mobilization, like we want to mobilize people to live out like what Cam and those that Elias are doing. And so what's cool is it creates, because he's done that, it now creates an opportunity for us as a church to get involved and see little pictures of that so that we can be pushed to do that, you know, more full time. So it seems like so much is happening in this ministry. Tons of people have gotten involved, want to get involved. Nate, talk about ways that people 
at North Hills, outside of North Hills, can get involved in this ministry and can get funneled to what's going on at Elias and Cam and all that's going on there? Yeah, so there's a number of ways, and Cam can speak to this too, that you can get involved. Uh, We have people at North Hills that are involved with their open gym, so playing basketball on Tuesday nights uh, with tutoring, um, and then some other random ways that they've just, North Hills people have seen a need and then contacted Cam. But what we want to do is we want to give those opportunities to everyone at North Hills. And so on our uh, website at the top, there's a missions tab. And then below the missions tab is local missions. There's global and local. If you click click on local, okay. uh, you'll see a, a way to contact me and see all of our different um, ways that you can get involved at Elias. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are there other needs that maybe, Cam, maybe you can talk about that need to get met, maybe aren't communicated on the website? Like, is there anything new that's brewing? Stuff that you're like, hey, heads up, this is coming. If you have a gifting in this or you have a calling to this. We'll take you. Yeah. Well, um, from the gifting calling standpoint, uh, when it comes to service, I would say if you are, if you have a burden for the mission of Elias, then reach out to us. And the first thing typically that we ask is how do you feel God has gifted you? And then we'll, we'll find a way for you to be able to use your gifts to serve the same mission alongside us. Um, as far as something new that's coming up, I am actually stepping off staff at Summit in January. Whoa. Yeah. Does so Malone, Jason Malone knows this. He knows this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So actually about six months ago, I started uh, prayerfully considering this with the elders at Summit and um, they prayed alongside Joy and I, and mm-hmm. um, we all kind of came to the unanimous conclusion that this is what God was calling us to do. Wow. Elias is a part of, we're actually under an organization called uh, the Lead Collective, Hmm. and that is a network of ministries, three different ministries that are serving at-risk youth and families in the Greenville area. So those ministries are Elias, GOAT, and Girl Up Greenville. And uh, the board asked me to step in as the executive director of the Lead uh, Collective. That sounds super fancy. (laughs) Say that title again. I don't know. Uh, I want executive in my title. (laughs) The, the, executive the executive director podcast. of student ministry. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we need to make that. We need to make that happen. <laughs> Nate, what, what are ways that people can get in touch with you? I think what's going to be helpful is you can kind of be the middleman representing North Hills, getting people plugged into CAM, kind of being that mouthpiece, being connected to this ministry. How can people reach out to you and kind of get involved uh, in kind of what God is doing in global outreach, even with your, your Sunday lunches that you're doing, they can even reach out to you probably at those too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, they can just go to, uh, the website or email me directly at Nathan, a at northhillschurch.com. Okay. So, yeah. So closing statements as we, as we wrap this up, Cam, anything else you just want to add, share, maybe the icing on the cake, uh, <laughs> with what God is doing at Elias, things that people need to know, any closing statement? Um, yeah, I would just say we are beyond thankful for North Hills Church. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have supported us in a number of different ways, and we're beyond grateful for that. And I think we would just ask that you continue to do that. We can't do it without you. Um, so you can come alongside us through prayer, uh, through volunteering, and through financial support. Love that. Hey, thank you so much. 
for being with us. Thanks for having me. You're a Thanks. stud. We really appreciate you. Uh, you are a man amongst boys here in Greenville, and I pray that God blesses you, continues to do that, and uses Elias in a mighty, mighty way, and God blesses your family. Mm. You mean a lot to the North Hills people and to the North Hills family, and we appreciate you a lot. Thank you. You bet. Okay, so next episode is going to drop January 1st, where we're going to be spending some time getting to know our new pastor of counseling ministries, the one and only Matt Nesberg. Uh, Matt has a cool story of how he started here um, as a student. Oh, that's a long time ago. As a student at NHC, uh, leading worship, and then eventually started a church plant in Spartanburg. So we're going to uh, dive in to Matt's story and hear how God has been working in his heart. Uh, It's going to be a great episode. You don't want to miss it. So thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next time. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.